Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. We're near the end of the season, and I think it's always interesting, especially with how the season plays out, that teams that we initially, you know, looked at the season thinking they're tanking really either are or aren't at this point of the season. And, and is tanking an issue in Major League Baseball? Should anything be done about it? So People talk about that a lot about, about that because that's how teams, uh, and we can talk about a few, that got good. Through are tanking. Th- through tanking. So right now you've got the Orioles in last place, the Twins, and the Rangers in the American League. The, the Orioles aren't tanking. The Orioles, <laughs> I, 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 not in, in that... They're they're not intentionally trying to be bad. So why would you tank? Let's go. Let, we should back up. A second. We should back. Why up would you tank? Why would you tank? Because ultimately, in baseball, all of major, all the major sports, if you're not in the playoffs, it is beneficial for you to be as bad as possible because the worst play, the worst teams get the best prospects. So in baseball, I feel like tanking is less about being bad during the season and specifically having the best record. Because it's not like the history of number one draft picks in Major League Baseball inspires a lot of confidence that somehow, oh yeah, you're going to get a stud from that. It's more, it's more if you have um, a bunch of high draft picks, you know, higher draft picks, you're going to have better and players so tanking, overall. Tanking kind of comes more in favor with what like a National League team that's in last place is doing in the Nationals, where they trade away all of their good starting players for prospects. Because two or three years down the line, those prospects are going to come up and make a difference at the major league level. So they'll tank this season. And they'll get a high draft pick. And they get a high draft pick. So you reload your team and you have more shots to hit on good players. But but Major League Baseball uh, fans uh, have an idea that there's an incentive for teams to be bad to get the highest draft pick they possibly can get. As, as you said, maybe not the top pick, but you want to be almost as, as uh, at the top pick. And at least you have your, your choice of the best talent out there, and that's how the Astros did it, right? That's how they got to be good. They had the number one pick for a few years uh, and, and amassed a really good quality of, of players. Uh, and, and that's even how teams like the Rays mm-hmm. you know, you know, did it because they were down and they well, that was, got That was how the, the Royals did it when they went on their World Series run. That was a big part of them farming, going through their farm system, and it was a really homegrown team because they knew they weren't going to be able to win by signing a bunch of free agents. And, and doesn't tanking sort of require you to think about the team actually had some ability either during the season, at the start of the season, and that intentionally they are not trying to win as opposed the, to like not being any good in the first as place? As opposed to ineptitude. <laughs> like, like, like the Twins. The Twins are in last place this season, and they're not in last place because they're intentionally trying to be in last place, or they're intentionally trying to put lesser talent out on the field in sake of development. I think one of us picked them to win the division and this both year. Of us my, yeah, my, yes. um, but I, I think that's the big difference. And I think also tanking in baseball, it, it might just be pronounced this season because you have two divisions where it's particularly stark. The bottom team of those divisions in the, in the AL East with the uh, Baltimore Orioles and the NL West with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Both of those teams being so bad in relative comparison to the rest of their division. 
definitely helps makes it seem like it's a worse problem than it normally would be i think and and, in the case of the diamondbacks and i think it's a a good example because uh, i think before the season everybody said well what kind of team is this they're not going to be very good are they intentionally trying to be bad but here's the thing you know who everybody thought was in their division that was actually tanking that isn't is the rockies Because they're they actually have seventy wins. They don't look like an awful team. Like so, so in the Tigers, unless they play away from Colorado, unless it, but then you have like a team like the Tigers, who everybody thought was going to be terrible and actually performed above standard. So I think, and the Mariners, I think, were the same thing. Everybody was scratching their head. What what with the Mariners, and they have stayed around. And they've the, stuck around. They're in the wild card race. It's not a it's an outside shot, but they're in it. And people were scratching their heads, and not so much now with some of the young players that they've got and some of the things that they've done. They so, had a rough start to the season. I think. It's not like in other sports. I think baseball is different because unlike in hockey and in football and in basketball, landing a singular player through the draft is much less likely to alter the outcome of your franchise. So in the respects that tanking is in a a good thing for the team because you want to generate draft picks, I don't think that's true in baseball, but – I do think there is an issue where if you're not going to be good, you are incentivized to basically shed all major league players from your roster in sake of development. Like we've seen a team ride to World Series twice, and that's the Florida Marlins. Yeah, I, I, I actually I think the Marlins are on the right track now, uh, but I think that they have torn it down, you know, probably more than any team from having really, really good teams, by the way, to uh, to, to go that way. But I think I think what the Marlins did is they won a World Series, tore their team down, completely rebuilt it from the ground up. And so is it taking if your your team is bad for a number of years because you're developing a bunch of prospects on a lower level? And while you're doing that time, if any one player comes along, like you have some reliever has a breakout season, you get rid of him rather than keeping him. Because you just want more prospects. I think, you know, you, you mentioned a team before that I, I think is really emblematic of how that can happen. That's the Royals, right? Because it's not a big money market. Mm-hmm. And somehow from where as bad as they were, they got all the way to the World Series in two consecutive years. One at the second time. Remember, they lost to the Giants in two. Yeah, and that was a lot, a large and, part and, because and of one really pitcher. So the danger is, right, is not being quite bad enough and getting decent players and never getting into the upper echelon. So maybe you have a better season you're 500 or you're 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 chasing a playoff berth but you can't ever get over the hump because you never get that player that can really put you over the top because you're never drafting it like the oakland a's to a certain degree you're you're depending on them drafting and being crafty when's the last time they got a stud player with on a draft pick that see was- the thing is i don't think the a's are as great an example because they've made the playoffs relatively reliably but they now don't they lose- win no but but it's it about all. making the playoffs and then putting yourself in a position where all it takes because because ultimately making the playoffs and then winning the World Series, the difference is did any one of those players evolve into a superstar? And you can't fault the team for not developing the guy into a superstar because they developed all the guys into good quality major league ball players. And it's really tough to get a team World Series like the Royals did. I, I, you know, I'm not sure I agree uh, with that, and, and I think that there's there's some talk that they should reorient the way they do the baseball draft and not reward the worst team with the best pick, and actually have the t- first team that is out of the playoffs get the first pick, allowing the middling teams to get a better player to help change their fortunes to make the. 
I, I don't know that this is going to happen, but this is absolutely being See, talked about. Oh, man. See, it's interesting because I, I don't like that strategy because then theoretically, like, if let's say you're the Mets, you could make the wild card spot this year. It's your final game of the season, but you know you won't have Jacob deGrom for it. So you know your chance of winning that wild card game is pretty bad. And pretty much any other game. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't it make more – like, now you've created a situation where they must have an incentive to lose that last yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I hear what you're playoffs. saying. I hear I hear what you're saying. I think – and I don't think it was a straight reverse order like, okay, we're going to give the first team out and then go in reverse order all the way back to – so the right, worst right, team is – no, that's not what it was. you're eventually banishing. It, just like in the lottery, right? They're, they're trying not to incent teams but, to be the worst. And so that by having um, the teams that are on the first four – that were out, they get the picks, and then everybody else is sort of lined up after that. But it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting concept. I just think that, you know, you, with basketball compared to baseball, you're trying to solve different issues because in basketball, one play. landing that one guy at number one can change the fate yep. of your franchise. It's possible, but like, look at look at the Angels with Mike Trout. Mike Trout's probably the best baseball player on the planet for the past like seven seasons. And his team can't even make the playoffs. So a team being really – whatever team being the worst getting the number one draft pick – and I don't think he was even a number one draft pick. So I don't think a team's being bad to try and get the number one draft pick. I don't or, think that's or the even object even, the even the first two or three players, right? Because right. there's no way to know, as you I said. Don't think, I don't think that's the team's object of tanking. The team's object of tanking is to shed their current quality players of major league proportion – for multiple prospects because every time you let, let's say you trade away your three best players in season for 10 total prospects you have to hit on if you hit on 50 percent of those prospects you turn three major league players into you're, five you're, you're making an interesting point and, and i don't think i'd really thought about from the standpoint of organizational sea change right you, we are completely going to change what we are because we're going to bring in all these young players we're going to sell off our older players and we're turning it over mm-hmm. and, and 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 so that's what the nationals appear to be doing and them saying juan soto's our guy and, and you, you want to see a team that did that look at the chicago white Sox. That's what they did. They were terrible for a bunch of years leading up to this current period where they just kept turning over their roster, working their prospects, and eventually you're going to hit on a few of them. And 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 would they have been accused of tanking back then to a degree? Probably. Like I guess it's it's, it's tough for me for tanking. They're tanking, but for not not for the necess- – and here's the point you made that's really, really good, I think. It's not because they lost a lot of games that they could have won and they, and they were just not trying to win anymore. It's that it allowed them at that point to turn over their roster. Mm-hmm. In ba- because That's you interesting. Need, you need so many players in baseball and you need so many – prospects in order to try and hit it's what you're what it's more you're doing is like it's like you know when we watched those Mets injury lineups early this year where you had a bunch of guys you had never heard of playing in the major leagues it's like a full you are no longer playing in the major leagues (laughs) it's like having a full season of that because you traded all your normal starters away for prospects and so yeah you're gonna stink that season and maybe you stink for two or three seasons but then those guys start coming up and all of the sudden, you suddenly have a team of really good young players. Well, and but the team that's really bad. So you, you reminded me of something, uh, and and it, when the commissioner could get involved, right? If somebody did that. So back in the seventies, um, Charlie Finley of the A's traded uh, stars like Catfish Hunter or mm-hmm. other people, other other guys on that team 
to the Yankees or tried to um, and for like a bag of balls. Um, and Bowie Kuhn, who was the commissioner at that time, said it wasn't in the best interest of baseball and rejected the trade. Right. And that makes sense that because it's like the problem was it was for a bag of balls. Look at what the Dodgers gave the Nationals for Trey Turner and Max Scherzer. They gave them a bunch of really high-rated prospects. Right, right. So the, the the problem was is that they were, you know, it was not for a good enough package, and the and the commissioner's office was able to determine that it wasn't. And yeah. then when the when they made a better deal, the deal was allowed to happen. So. And th- and that makes sense because it's about pre- preserving competitive integrity. Because otherwise, wait, why are the Yankees getting a random reward from the A's for no reason? Because the A's owner wants to save money. And so he owes George Steiner, whoever owned the team at the time, a favor. So he's like, here, have Catfish Hunter and for, you know, peanuts. So do you think when the Nationals started this season, there was any thought, think about them before this year, any thought that this is where they'd end Probably this season? Probably not. Right, so we got, we've I, got Strasburg, we've got no. Scherzer, we've got Corbin. We've- this had to be on their mind as a potential future. Okay. Because you have to think, if you're, if you're in ownership, you're planning for the season probably, you know, for the best case scenario. Everybody stays healthy, right. the young guys develop, and all of a sudden we go from, you know, a team that we expected to be fourth or fifth probably in the NL East to first or second. And now they're challenging for a playoff spot. Strasburg stays healthy. Scherzer's great. Corbin's great. Juan Soto, you know, shows. And one of the young guys, you know, really turns out. Yeah, some of those guys, some of the Trey Turner's still on your team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you also probably planned for this future. Strasburg goes down super early in the season, never comes out. Uh, all of, you know, everybody, any of the other guys gets hurt and misses time besides your bu- so Brad much. hand blows up on your bullpen, right? Everybody goes, everything goes wrong for you. And so then you're looking at it where you're, you know, you've got 30 something wins in the middle of June or whatever they had and you go, okay, it's, we're not going to make the playoffs this year. All of these guys, like Max, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner could leave. And even if they don't, it's not like this team is in a position because we used up all our resources to win the World Series a couple years ago. Okay, let's trade those guys now. Reload our farm system so that when Juan Soto is 26, because he's still so young, he's now got guys that can come up and play with him. Instead of us needing to go out and spend a yeah, zillion yeah, yeah, dollars course, to put course. a team around him. So, so back to the Oils for a second then, across, t- across town from Washington there, not, not too far up the pike. Um, are, the Orioles didn't do that, right? They didn't sell off players during the season. They've been bad for a number of years. They've got some young players they've, now. They've, they've risen up a few times, if you've noticed. You've noticed like a couple times they've come up and like they challenged for a wild card spot that one year. And then they kind of got bad again. And then they kind of got good again one of those years. So what that is is them bringing up those young prospects and then – None of them really being able to sustain from there. So is that bad coaching? Is that bad development? Or is that just bad luck? For for, for how long will that last? For how long? But you can see them. That's what they're trying to do. The the core of that team, at least player-wise, they've got better players now. Mancini and Mullins. And and the the young guy, Mountcastle. Yeah, yeah. They've got some guys you think, okay, but the pitching's always been questionable there. They had a nice half a year from John Means and and not so much the second half of the year. So like my sleeper team for next year out of the NL Central is a team that I feel has been trying to do that for a bunch of years. They feel like they're ready to break out. They just haven't put it together yet 
And that's the Cincinnati Reds. Well, they're they're battling for a playoff spot right, right now. Right, right. So but I, like, I feel like they're the type of team that did that. They they were real bad for a number of years. Like there were years where you're like, name a Reds player besides Joey Votto, and it was tough. And, and at, at the homegrown talent, well, they brought in Nick Castellano, so that's not a homegrown. But talent. there's a lot of guys, Jesse that, Winker, and yeah, some of the guys. A lot of the there. pitchers that they've brought up, yeah, they have, they have nice pitching staff. So I, I feel like they're a team that is a really good example of a team. So I guess the issue in baseball is, is it tanking or is it just player development? Well, uh, and and I, I don't know. The answer is I don't know because I think it's probably a bit of both. And, and, and you're not tanking because only when you do what you said, right? When you say we're going to sell off our place. So so it may look like they're tanking, but the Mets really aren't. The past, it's just it, if you didn't know better, mm-hmm. you'd say that they're trying to head straight to the bottom. But they didn't make any deals because they had the misguided notion that they had a chance at the playoffs Playoffs, a month and a half ago and so they didn't package players and say we're going to give up on this season and here are the five guys we're going to no they went and got Baez we're going to trade Dom Smith we're going to trade JD Davis they could have done that that would have been tanking that would well it would have been to see it would have been giving the season yes (laughs) and I think I think you also have to look they probably should (laughs) have but you also have to look at realistically if you're the Nationals are we going to hold it against them that they theoretically did the correct thing they for absolutely their franchise? Did the right thing. Because what you hold on to Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, you win maybe an extra 10 games the over the course of the season. So you finish with 75 wins instead of 65 wins. Who benefits from that? Are well, we? Well, you end up being the angels. I just, we, we talked about that right. before. Like, that is a perfect kind of a franchise to say they're just they're never that horrible the worst place to be is between 78 and 83 and, wins and the, the arguments that i was reading about was that this is because you're never getting a top draft pick player that you can bring in there you, you're not getting a top five draft pick if you're finishing near five right but if that year. was the case then pittsburgh would have turned it around by now you're right, you can mismanage the the riches that you have. Right, so it's not just and, and, and you have and, to pick well, and you have to pick well. But it's also then about what what guys you do bring up, then leveraging them into more players. That's what teams like the Royals did really well. That's what teams like the Astros did really well. All those trades they made, where they were able to leverage into player development to guys that came up and were then big time important pieces for them. So here you here you go. So before a season starts, any season. You get accused of tanking if you didn't do enough to improve your team and you're going to war, as Pittsburgh did, for instance, this year, without much of a pitching staff, uh, lots of young players. You know, they ended up with Frazier and Reynolds before mm-hmm. Frazier got traded to San Diego. Who's uh, been, he's been terrible for that. And he has not done well for them, so they did get some riches back in that situation. So the Pirates were sort of accused of tanking before the season for not improving themselves enough. Um, as it turns out, they probably made the right move by selling off more players during the season because they were playing for the future anyway. You get tanking in the season if you take your good players and you and sell you ship, those guys you ship off. them off because you realize halfway through the season it's just not our year. But and that also depends on your team construction. So a team like the Mets might not do that because you're in your window right now. So if you trade away current good players for guys that might be good in the future, you might be putting yourself in the situation where you're now only able to be oh so good in each of those periods. Whereas the Nationals already had their period of success, so they and, and so and there's enough time with a young Juan Soto oh, to build it up again. Right, you can go look. Have Juan, him be in his prime. We are going to pay you, make you the highest played player in baseball. We're going to suck for a couple of years. We'll give you whatever you want, do whatever you want during those years, but we're going to build a team around you so you can get back to the top and compete. 
and he's already won a World Series. Kind of what the Phillies told Bryce Harper, right? Kind of, yeah. And <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes it doesn't work. A lot of times, it a lot of a lot exactly. of the time, it doesn't that's the problem. work. Problem, and that's the that's the terrifying thing. And that's where you get the teams like the Mets and the Yankees that go, okay, yeah, you can try and build through the draft and player development. Or we can just, or you the Dodgers, or we can just go and buy the best players in baseball, and then we know we have a good team. Well, for, for a change, the Mets have the owner that can actually go ahead and do that. But even doing that, let's face it, you go out and you bring a guy, if you're the Mets, like Baez in, and, and he actually has played fairly well for the Mets, and now you have a decision, do you I want to spend like do I want to tie up 50, 50, $60 million in two players a year? Uh, for the next, you know, 10, 10 years. years. Or five, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, and that's, that's where it's decision. tough. And, you, you know, you're the Do- the Dodgers and you're like, at some point, we're going to eventually own like the entire Major League Baseball payroll with how many guys yeah, we're bringing in. Uh, um, Steve, a friend of the show, was uh, te- texting today just about, you know, his brother lives in Los Angeles and how he, his brother was complaining a couple of years ago about the Dodgers. And he goes, are you crazy? He says, the Dodgers, they're in the playoffs every year. We Met fans would kill to be in the playoffs like more than two years in a row it's and not again for how like many years. It's the same years. thing with the Yankee fans where they grouse about the Yankee teams as they make the playoffs year in and year out. But, like, but would you want to be the team, you know, like the Royals a couple of years and then they went back down again, but they won the World Series and they made it to the World Series. Or do you want to be the Oakland A's? It, de- it depends on how, off, how long between wins you've got. Wins like World Series wins? World Series wins. Because I for imagine for a, a town like Kansas City, it had been so long since they had won one. They 85. They probably they won in 15, 50. 30 years later. So 30 years later, you just want one at that point. And so you're willing to just take that one and maybe you're not like another playoff. You might be a playoff team only like one time in the next five years. You'll live with that. But when you're a team like the Yankees and you've won – 26 world championship or even like a team like the red Sox, and you've won a bunch since the turn of the century but the yankees haven't won since 2009 by the way yes but those teams where they're good year in and year out you you're like every year i know i'm gonna get to watch postseason baseball and my team will have a chance and I just i get to watch postseason baseball just my team's never playing right and, and if you have a chance every year if you're in the postseason every year it could always be your year you can get hot and win the World Series. Well, look, we're, we're fans, right? First and foremost, we're fans. And so there's a point in the season when the Mets are in first place thinking, you know, a few things break right. Syndergaard comes back. Yeah, you, DeGrom, know, you know, DeGrom keeps pitching like, like, like this. Lindor you know, turns Conf- it around. Conforto <laughs> will figure it out at a certain point. And I'm sure McNeil can't just keep it. Seems it seems so silly now, doesn't yeah. it? Like, like, what were we thinking? Dom, <laughs> Dom Smith will eventually start figuring it out. I had a, had a guy ask me a couple weeks ago where we were playing golf together, and he says, you know, says he's a Yankee fan. He goes, so you think the Mets can turn it around? I said, no. <laughs> no, not no. not without Degrom. No, no, just not not without Degrom. Not this season. But they're not tanking, even if it looks like to me sometimes. Going, man, if I didn't know better, losing five in a row to the Cardinals and Phillies late in the season. I, I mean, Luis oh. Rojas is managing with absolutely with all the urgency yeah. of tanking. His final gains, most likely. So, uh, I, I mean, if he is that man, I'll, I'll give it to him. He is either blissfully unaware or he is the most cool cool as a cucumber customer i've ever seen because he does not seem like there is a worry in the world right now for him yeah well maybe he's tanking thanks for listening subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and you can follow us on twitter at almost cool